For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. is up wizards fans i could not stay away i said on the last podcast it might be a while before i'm back but honestly they're just so shitty i had to come back just to talk about it troy halberton is going to join me here in a minute uh we're going to get into the lakers game the abomination that it was and we're going to talk about the bradley beal comments the abomination that they were and yeah we'll just uh we'll see where they go we'll try not to get canceled Again, this is probably going to be one of those podcasts where if you listen to it uh, on speaker with your kids in the car, don't do that. I'll put the E for explicit rating on there if that's the case, but seems like a safe bet. We'll see when we get into it. Before we get started, basketball is back and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite teams, sports, and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Before we get to our conversation with Troy, I just want to say thanks a lot to everybody who emailed me directly or sent me a DM or sent a nice post about the GoGo game cancellation. Apparently, I sounded pretty bummed in that episode. It's because I was. Uh, that one definitely uh, felt like a little bit of a low blow for a team I invest a lot of time into. And for people interested in it, it seemed like it felt like a low blow to them, too, that they were willing to come out to a minor league basketball game and then not even be able to come for the discount price that they were originally uh, given. So it is what it is. If you are that bothered by what happened, I would say tag the go-go on Twitter, send them an email, send them a message, something like that, and let them know that one, you were going to buy a ticket and that when they plan things like this in the future, no one is going to buy tickets to a G League game four months in advance because that's just not realistic unless you're you're them, you think that's realistic. Okay, sure. Uh, and that, you know, if you feel like your interest in the go-go has grown because of this show, throw us out there too. Apparently that's not a valuable piece of this uh to them that we've made people more aware of their of their product so they're trying to protect the brand that they've built i guess us promoting said brand not all that meaningful to them at the end of the day so again yeah if you feel so inclined to do that um, that's how i would suggest uh voicing your frustration uh if, if that seems to be the case i'm about to voice my frustration with the wizards i assume troy is going to do the same thing so let's just uh go ahead and get right to that combo 
Okay. Pleased to bring in for the second time in a week, Troy Halberd. Troy, thanks for coming back. Hey, not a problem, man. Thanks for having me on. I feel like uh, we got to give the people what they want and 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 they want good Wizards conversations and good Wizards content. So we're just going to keep keep doing that. Hell yeah. Uh, we had talked about doing this one in the arena. I screwed up here and did not bring a mic. So people are getting the slightly less raw, unedited version or unfiltered version of this. We've had a little bit of time to digest what we saw. This is immediately after the Los Angeles Lakers game, and I'm not calling it a Wizards game, I'm calling it a Lakers game because it was basically a Lakers home game. They won 130 to 119. I don't think that score is reflective of the actual game that we saw because it felt like it was never in doubt. Troy, I like to pride myself on being a reasonable interviewer and a professional when it comes to asking questions. So this is the best one I have for you. What the fuck did we just watch? Well, we we watched, as you said, uh, we watched a Lakers game in what apparently was Crypto uh, Arena East, uh, a.k.a. Capital One Arena. Um, It it was filled with lots of uh, Lakers fans, uh, and and they were uh, letting their fandom be known from the beginning tip until the buzzer sounded. And I think, I mean, as far as in-game experiences, I'd, I'd have to say that it was probably the best uh, in-game Wizards experience of this short season so far. I mean, if you paid a ticket to go to that game, you certainly got your money's worth. I mean, that that was that was one exciting basketball game. I mean, when G-Wiz jumped off a ladder onto a mat, an inflatable mat, I mean, that was high-quality content right there. I just I don't know how they come up with such entertaining halftime. Uh, activities as the fake wrestling demonstration performed by the mascot. I mean, wow, what promotional geniuses the Wizards are. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and then like, I mean, we've already been in two minutes into this podcast and we have yet to mention the fact that Anthony Davis looked like Elgin Baylor reincarnated uh, out there on the, on the court. Will Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor combined. Combined, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it, it, I mean, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, he had a career high 55 points and he only made two three-pointers. Like, all of his damage and work came inside the paint. And, you know, as much as, you know, I, I've been a big fan of what Kristaps Porzingis has done and brought to the Wizards this season, I mean, I think the marked difference in talent, the the, the, yeah. the talent discrepancy was on full display tonight. And, you know, and, and Porzingis might be an all-star this year. Uh, Anthony Davis is is an All NBA player, and, and he he's a showed, Hall of Famer. I mean, he's a Hall. He's a future Hall of Famer, huh. and he showed that tonight. I mean, I, I mean, besides the bubble, I, I don't think I've ever seen him look as good as a basketball player before. The Wizards are known to do that for people. Uh, the you know reinflate their value or stock or whatever it is. This was a bad night for the Anthony Davis is washed crowd. Again, fifty five points, seventeen rebounds, just. Looked impressive. I'll be honest, Troy. I had no idea it was that many as the game was going on. I will fully admit I'm not super well prepared to even talk about this game because I was kind of only half paying attention because this one felt over from like the beginning. I was dicking around on my phone for a lot of the time and tweeting stuff out from like my own account, the Bolts Forever account, like just just anything other than like watching them get worked. Because I don't know. Did did you feel like they were ever going to make a real run of this game at any point? There was a point when uh, when Kyle Kuzma started heating up in the yeah. fourth quarter. I think it was around the five minute mark. He got it to nine, I think. Yeah, I think he got it to he got it to about nine, and then we came down and they had a, a, a an open Monty Morris three that yeah. they could have cut it to six. Right. Um. The, I, I look, the the Lakers. You know, they yes, they have been playing better as of late, but I, I mean, them blowing this game was not like outside of the sure. realm of possibilities. 
So, yeah, but like you said, though, for the majority of the game, uh, when as soon as it started, you know, they, the Lakers kind of jumped out on the Wizards, and it, it, it pretty much seemed one-sided for the majority of the contest. Right. And just like you, you know, I, I spent a lot of time uh, walking around the arena, uh, you know, just kind of twiddling my thumbs, talking to different people, having lots of conversations that did not detail, you know, Wizards basketball. But I think that there was a legitimate shot for them to get back in the game and and have a chance to win towards the end. See, I'm with you on the legit shot to get back in the game. I'm not with you on the legit shot to win because I feel like it would have just been like the Hornets game all over again where they would have gotten close just to not win it. But yeah, well, man, we're going to talk about that because that was a legitimate shot to win. And there's only one culprit as to why they did not win. So, I mean, it's clearly Anthony Gill's fault. Is that what you're about to say? Hey, clearly, Charlotte native. Like, how, how dare he, he not show up and, and show out and going home? So let, let's let's transition to that just for a minute. So for anyone who didn't see the game, they sucked, but they got back into it, which is a Wizards thing to do. And then uh, Beal took the laces of his jersey, unlaced or you know unlaced his drawstring, pulled his shorts down, and took a shit on the middle of the court with about I don't know thirty seconds left. The final three possessions were basically just Beal being being bad or like somebody that looked like they were point shaving. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say point shaving. I think that this is just, I mean, how the it, fuck you, know, you dribble off your foot, Troy? Like, how does that keep happening? Like, it, it, it happens to Bill. Like it's, it's like, it, it's a part of his, his, his game plan. Like it's a part of, you know, his DNA as a basketball player. And so, um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about that, that Charlotte Hornets game. You know, first of all, we have to look at the Hornets and the lineup that they fielded uh, coming into that. And I tweeted something out in the first quarter of the game. Um, you know, this is one of those games where Bradley Bill has to go out and earn his $250 million yeah. contract. Yeah. Like, the team pays you a quarter billion dollars to go specifically to go out and win those type of basketball games yeah. where you are the where you are head and shoulders, clearly the best basketball player on the court. You have to th- – there's no matter what you have to do, no matter what you have to do to get it done, you have to walk out of that game with a victory. Put the team and on the Charlotte your back Hornets, they tried to put the, the 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 win on a silver platter for the Wizards as best they could, and Bradley Bill could not seize the opportunity. And honestly, like I I I, I left that game Friday night probably more disappointed in Bill and the Wizards' future perspectives than than I have been in a long time, and it's been some low moments. But I mean, if you can't beat that Charlotte Hornets team, like I, I mean, like what what are we doing here? Like There's Bill, no had, he he his his possessions in the fourth quarter, he had a missed free throw, turnover, turnover, mm-hmm. and a a open missed bunny shot from the elbow that he should have hit, and and the Wizards won't. He and Drew Hamlin work on. That's all they do. Don't foul in time enough to even potentially get another shot. And they just walk out of the arena with a big fat loss. Yeah. And it all falls on the shoulders of Bradley Beal. And I think that, you know, it, it's very frustrating for, for Wizards fans to, to be able to get behind a team when the, the star player just doesn't show that he cares about winning enough. Like, it's just frustrating. Well, he said some other endearing things that we're going to talk about here in a minute to really win us back over. But you said it perfectly. Like what you just said is exactly how I felt. I did not watch that game in real time. Cause I was like, fuck this team. I'm never going to watch them again. Cause I was like, butthurt about my own stuff with the go, go game and, and everything. And I since have caved in the last 
36 hours and watched the fourth quarter of that game only because I, I just couldn't stomach watching the entire thing. And just if I'm Beal, I go right now and I call American Express up. I cancel my black card or whichever one I was using to pay for my training sessions with Drew Hanlon because all the dribbling around cones to pull 15 foot elbow jumpers have not been paying off. Like whatever, whatever he spends all summer working on, he's not getting a return on investment because he just literally screws that play up every time. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, look, look, I can't even, I can't, I'm not even going to say him blame Drew Hanlon. Like, I, no, like, I, the only person that, I, I, I understand that you're joking here. Like, the only person here to blame is Bradley Beal. Yeah. And I think that. Can, can we blame Beal, Wes a little bit, though, Troy? Like, why did, like, why can't we do anything other than Beal ISO? Like, why, why is that still the thing at this point when he's never shown that that's a productive play? Because that's what they pay him to do. And, and. You know, I think that he 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 has let it be known that, you know, that he has he what he said in the uh, in, in another podcast with 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 our dear friend uh, Gilbert Arenas that, you know, he, he he said he didn't say he has control, said he has a say right. in this franchise. And so he meant but he meant control, though. He meant What he said for us is yeah. what he meant. He's right. got control. So that's why they run players for Bill, because this is his team. He has control. And he has to say, so, and he wants to be the hero, but he doesn't know how to be the hero. So this is, I mean, we're, we're, we're all just stuck in this like never ending circle of mediocrity because we're held hostage by Bradley Bill. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And it's, I, I always say it starts at the top. Like it, I, I blame Ted for all of this. And by de facto, I blame Tommy for all of this, but uh, I'm, I'm at the like, middle finger to Brad Beal phase of, of my Wizards fandom. I, I didn't think I'd get to this. Like my week as a Wizards fan started with them basically saying, hey, we know you've done our job trying to promote our bullshit minor league product for us, but that's not good enough. So fuck off. Then uh, a loss to the Hornets, which is despicable that they couldn't close out with their quarter billion dollar man. And then they made me angry that I left my house tonight to watch them get punked by the Lakers. In a game, I think everybody would have expected them to just show up and lose. LeBron was banged up. He almost, you know, didn't play by all accounts. And he probably wouldn't, like, even if he'd played, it probably wouldn't have mattered. Uh, and that's just, that's like how I'm feeling about this team over the last like 72 hours. Like, they just, how many times can you kick me in the nuts as a fan? No, nah, no, nah, it would have mattered. LeBron made a difference tonight. I think he would have 29 points. He did, but we would have found a way to fuck it up anyway. It doesn't matter he, who he, sits. He controlled but... the game. Like, I, 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 I hear you. I hear you. Um, I think that, you know, and then we, I guess we have to talk about the fact that, you know, Brad left the game with yeah. a uh, with, with a hamstring injury. And so he only played a, a couple of minutes tonight. Three minutes, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I think that his status for the rest of this week is um, pretty much in question. And we're already down Rui Hashimura. And so, you know, you, the long right, like I told you last week, he doesn't look like he's close to returning. And so, you know, we're 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 really trying to, you know, uh, piecemeal together uh, um, some 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 backcourt minutes. And uh, Will Barton, you know, he they say that he's you know shooting up every game, but I, I haven't seen him. Um, uh, some Devon Dotson minutes, maybe. I yeah, I, look at this at this point, you know, they call, like we we we're gonna have to. You know, start thinking of uh, alternative uh, methods to to start uh, 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 manufacturing uh, points out of the backcourt because you know the 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 stuff that they're doing right now is it, simply just not working. And 
uh, on one positive note, though, I will say that I did thoroughly enjoy the uh, Daniel Gafford, Christos Porzingis duo. Those sure. minutes again. Yeah. So they 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 had a good showing in Charlotte, and they were really partly the main reason for the team being able to get back into that game. And you know, despite Anthony Davis, you know, like murdering them in the paint tonight, I thought that that lineup not only did it give them their best chance of winning, but I think that having Gafford play next to Porzingis really kind of opens him up a little bit in a way that I don't think um, that that he because he he everybody's really been disappointed with his play over the last uh, couple of weeks and his we've seen his minutes and role decrease to a level that. You know, it is 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 concerning for uh, Wizards fans, but I think that they might have found something here with this lineup of playing him next to Porzingis, and I, I'd like to, you know, I, I'm I'm curious enough to see if they're going to keep this going and 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 what they can unlock with with that duo. I think a really dynamic guard could probably pick that apart, but uh, you obviously didn't have to worry about that you know, a ton with, with the last two teams they played just based on, on the personnel available. Like, but th- the Gafford minutes were good tonight. I think there was a lot of like flexing while they were down 17 and he got a wide open dunk, but overall I, I liked the energy that he brought. And I, I think they needed that. But I think the reason that works is Gafford's probably best when he has some space to operate. And when you have Kuzma out there kind of as the de facto point guard, that slots like, Rui or Denny or Will Barton or one of these other guys being like sort of the off ball spacers. And that hasn't really been particularly effective. Whereas like people have to respect Porzingis if he's, you know, stretched the floor out in the corner. Like, so it it gives Gafford kind of that space. So I'm with you. I think I would, I would keep trying it and see if it's something that they can really kind of go back to the well on. Yeah. uh, And, and the spacing aspect of that is very interesting. And I actually, so I actually stayed around and, and got a chance to do the post game stuff. And I talked to Kyle Kuzma and I got a chance to ask him about what he likes about that, uh, that duo, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, that, that pretty much affects him too, because it, it down, it, it downsizes him to have to play on the wing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And he said something very interesting that he said that, um, that he thinks that Gaffer has to think less when mm-hmm. he's on the floor with Porzingis. And so what that tells me is that maybe some of the defensive responsibilities that he has while he's on the floor as the main center that like, and, and it goes back to the, the conversation that we had last week about, you know, him being a superior NBA athlete. But the reason why he's struggling right now is because he's not seeing and processing the game quick enough. Hmm. And so if you, if, 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 if anything that can put him in a position where he can process things quicker and he can react quicker, I think that that is definitely beneficial for him as a basketball player. And you know, like I said, with the Wizards, with their with 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 their lack of depth right now, as far as like the guard position and wing depth, like I think that it'll be good to you know have uh, you know uh, Porzingis and Gafford playing together. Maybe you could even do it where you have uh, Gafford and and Gibson playing together, mm-hmm. and you know, and then you have Kuzma playing a lot more small for, and maybe he can handle the ball a little bit more, and maybe that just puts everybody in a in a more comfortable position for them to. Uh, for, them, for them to play a little bit better, I'm willing to see them try anything at this point. At this point, yeah, at this point, they 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 got to try anything because you know I think what what have they lost six of their last seven games now? Um, you know after uh winning five of six at home, 
you know, I think that, you know, when you really look at the Wizards right now and how they're playing, you know, this season is 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 slowly but surely slipping away from them. And 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 if they don't get it together soon, like this could be this could be they could be putting themselves in a hole that will be really hard for them to dig themselves out of in terms of simply making the playoffs, which is clearly their goal. So you mentioned the five of six stretch that they won. And for most of those games, at least four of them, Bradley Beal sat out. And you mentioned that they've lost six of the last seven. And Bradley Beal played in the majority of all of those games. I mean, if they go on a win, like a win streak here with Beal out again for the next couple games, potentially, I mean, he could come back, you know, by the middle of the week. Who knows? We'll see. But it's going to get really dark on Wizards Twitter, I think, if there's like this stretch of like four wins without Beal or something again, because it's uh, he's not particularly um, beloved by the fan base at the moment. And if there's another data point that they're better without him, uh, shit's going to get weird. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I mean, I think shit's already getting weird. Sure. But the thing is, I think that, uh, you know, Bill has enough apologists on Twitter where, you know, they're, they're, they're going to find any excuse to make for him as to why it's not his fault. It's everybody else's fault that, that they're, they're not winning games. You know, but I think that, you know, Brad, Brad has to, he's got to, so he's got to do some soul searching and he's got to look within inside, inside himself and decide, you know, at what point is he going to decide to be a winner? Yeah. You know, I, I think that, you know, he, he, he's, uh, he, he's, 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 he's come out and, and, and he said, you know, I think, uh, in that, in that podcast with Gilbert Arenas, he said the quiet part aloud, you know, about, you know, about him not having a lot of options this uh the this summer i've got the i've got the quote here real quick so on the business side of it there were no teams in the market just free agency wise i'm just being frank there was nowhere else for me to go where i can win after a pause he had to throw in the where i can win just so we were all clear on that uh there were teams strategically that wasn't what i wanted realistically i won't say my hand was forced but this was the best option that was on the table so to your point it's basically well i didn't really have anywhere better better to go at this point yeah i mean he said like i said he's saying the quiet part aloud like i wouldn't say my hand was forced like yeah but no his hand was forced like he had to come back to the wizards and that and so and when when you listen to that and you know it it, it, like the logic and reasoning there is is sound but the logic and reasoning behind the wizards giving him the super mass contract and a no trade clause is 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 it's inexcusable and it's inexplicable. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make any sense to 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 concede these things when you did not have to. Everybody in the world knew that they didn't have to. Right. Everybody in the world knew that he wanted to come back because he wanted to sign for that two hundred and fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to give the man the money and con- and and con- make concessions on you know when you can trade him and what you can trade him for. Like that doesn't make any sense at all. And I think that that's, it's just, it's just poor management. And, and, and it's really just, a, it's a poor sign of, 
of 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 the position that that the Wizards are in and how desperate they are as a franchise just to be in the middle. Like they're doing all of this. Like they did all of this to pay the a top 40 player, top five NBA player money. Like it doesn't make any sense economically. And they didn't have to do it. And they did it anyway. And it, it, it's just it, as 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 somebody who, you know, it like like likes to to evaluate these things with a, you know, uh, I studied economics in school. So we always look at like, you know, things from an opportunity cost. Sure. You know, what are you willing to get up to get something? And the Wizards have shown time and time again that they don't care. They'll give up whatever just to be in the middle. And it just, to me, it, it, it screams of desperation. And as a Wizards fan and as somebody who covers the team and, and everybody else who, 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 you know, is invested in Wizards basketball, like the only word I could use is frustrating. I, honestly, the word I would use is insulting. I mean, it's, really. It's insult, yeah, look, that's that's another word. There's 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 plenty of synonyms that we can use uh, surrounding those two words. <laughs> it's just one of those things where, like, anyone reasonable, I think, should have thought that that was ridiculous to give him the concessions that they did. I personally think that they had to give him the supermax and keep him to then try to trade him and recoup some value later. But you totally squander the recouping of value part when you give him all those things and you now let him pick his destination because now you've handcuffed yourself and he's going to say and dictate where he wants to go. And I wrote that a scathing take of that in July and took a good amount of heat from the Beal apologists that, you know, the Beals earned it and he's, he deserves this and all this other stuff. But it's, it's just as true now as it was then they didn't have to do it. Like Beal didn't have the leverage. He's admitting he didn't have the leverage, but they still operated as if they had the leverage because everything they do, they act as if players are doing them a favor by resigning here. And it's the same way when you're dating or doing whatever in life, when you look desperate, it's not appealing to other people. I think that's a large reason why they don't get free agents is because they come off as just like cloying and clingy and desperate. Yeah, no, that that's the desperation reeks around here, and you know it, it's just not a good sign. Um, but you know, like the, it is what it is. As I said on the last mm-hmm. podcast, you know the check is already cashed, so there's no point of crying and complaining over it. Um, you know, I think that they just they they, you know, they just have to put themselves in a position right now where we have to start looking at. Uh, what this team needs to do if they if their goal is to make the playoffs, what does this team need to do to make the changes, the necessary changes in order to at least try to achieve that goal? Because what we're looking at right now, I don't think is going to get it done. I don't know what they do, and and I promise this isn't just like oh we're overreacting to the one loss we saw tonight. Like there are seven no, games no, in a row. Sample in the last, yeah. right, exactly. No, no, yeah. There, there there will be somebody that defends them no matter what. That's like oh you're just saying this because it's you know the the wound is fresh from the Laker game. But it's like no, we, we what we've seen for the last week and a half didn't work. And even those previous games, there's a reasonable enough data to support that that was kind of full scold too. Right, the defense is already tapered off. We played a lot of people with their best players out and they still didn't win a lot of those games. So it's just, I I don't know what they can do to tweak this roster enough to get them to that point. The schedule gets really tough. There's a lot of games on the road 
And like you said, they could dig themselves such a hole. It's unrecoverable. The only way I see this happening is like on the back end, maybe some other teams have tanked or guys are hurt down the stretch. Like in that year with Westbrook, where they went on that huge run down, like in the second half of the season, like that's what this team's probably going to have to bank on. Cause I, I don't see like a ton of wins coming over the next 10, 15, 20 games, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, um, I mean, they got, we got to, we got to start shifting right now towards, you know, if you're Tommy Shepard, you got to start shifting your mindset towards the trade deadline. And, you know, December 15th is getting ready to come up. And that's like a, a big date for the NBA calendar right. as far as the, uh, the 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 availability of players who just re-signed over the summer who would now become trade eligible. Mm-hmm. And so if you're if you're Tommy Shepard, you have to start looking at this Wizards Rod. You got to start doing, uh, you know, tallying up, you know, what, what, what the assets are and what you can, you know, send out and, and what you need. And I think that this this team clearly needs um, a guard play. They clearly need a bigger, uh, more dominant um, ball handler and creator that they can pair next to Bradley Bill. Right. So they can take some uh, responsibility off of him, so that he doesn't have to dribble the ball off his foot yeah. in the in the clutch. Yeah. Um, and then when you look at this team, like the only asset that I see that they have, uh, well, I, I think they have two decent assets. Um, I think that Cal Kuzma is probably Cal Kuzma might be one of the hottest names at the NBA trade deadline. So. When you look at his skill set and his salary, you know, he only makes $13 million for this season. Um, and you know, this is a guy who's averaging 20 points a game mm-hmm. and, and can could clearly do a lot of things on the basketball court. Eight and so rebounds, there are a lot of contending teams yep. who will, who might be looking at the wizards trying to poach away Cal Kuzma. I think he, I think he, he has a lot of cachet and will probably be if the Wizards make him available, he might be one of the bigger names that is moved at this trade deadline. Uh, if that's if the Wizards decide to to move him, they they it could they could have it already set in their mind that they want to, you know, uh, give him a contract extension. Um, and then and then I'm looking at um, Corey Kispert is another guy who I think that teams would want, um, you know, Rui, I, I and like this. No, I don't even know what to say about his ankle injury right now. And, you know, this is one of those things where every day that goes by, it seems to be getting worse and worse. Not, not, not always something with him, man. Not the injury itself is getting worse, but just like the, the perspectives of him coming back early. I just, I, I like the longer this goes on, the more I think that, you know, that, that, that he might be out a little bit longer than we expected. And then with Denny, like, man, I, I, I honestly, I felt bad for Denny tonight. Like this guy, I mean, <laughs> like, it's funny. Kuzma actually said this in his post-game press conference. Yo, he, he uh, you got to realize that you're open for a reason. Right. And Denny, like, yeah, like, yeah, I felt bad for the guy. Like, I mean, he was out there wide, butt naked open yeah. on no so many possessions. Yeah. There, there, the teams aren't guarding him. They're not scared of him shooting shots. They're not scared of him Put your layups. center on like, him and, and give him half yeah, a court. Le- yeah. LeBron, LeBron didn't need LeBron saw him shooting a layup. Man, he went to go box out. Like <laughs> He was turning around. Like, legitimately, like, exactly. turning away. Exactly, yeah. Like, they're, 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 he, does, he does not strike any fear in any opposing players. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that, you know, even if, even if you're looking at what, what can they do to get better, you know, even the options are limited there. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it, 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 it's looking bleak in, 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 in wizard's land. I, that, that's all I can say. Do you think like, 
to me, I'm 11 and 13. I'm I've lost three of uh, I've lost seven of the last 10. I've lost six of the last seven. My best player, you know, says for the second time in a podcast. And by the way, for anyone saying that his quotes were taken out of context, this is the second time he said this on a national podcast. He said oh, it to no, JJ. Anybody who well. says that didn't watch it, like no, he right. meant he meant every word that he said. Like there exactly. was no the context is the context. Yep. <laughs> He, he does. He said that he did not have any better options, and that's why he's here. And guess what? He plays like it. Uh, do you think they're even like reasonable enough, or rational enough, or just like firmly entrenched in the same universe that we are? That they're like pushing the panic button right now because they should be. Like this should be like holy shit. We want to make the play in. We might not even do that. And that's a disastrous look for a team. That if you've set the bar as the play in, and you can't even do that. That means you're grossly incompetent. And as a GM, you should you should lose your job or something like that. Yeah, I think uh Tommy Shepard, Tommy Shepard's no dummy. So I think that I think that and 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 other people who are around that organization, you know, I had a good conversation with Brett Greenberg tonight. I I don't think I don't think these guys are dumb. They sure. they know that they need to make moves in order to it to even get to the where the bar is low. Right. And they're not even meeting that bar right now. And I think that they realize that that something needs to be done if they want to even even make it to the low bar. To your point, like if Kuzma's your best trade asset, if you trade him and let's say all you get back are picks or, you know, expiring contract or, or whatever it is, like, you know, does like, it matter if you still have the same people making these decisions? Yeah, well, that, that's the that, thing. Like they're they're the draft picks. People aren't going to have a lot of faith in. and then you can't backfill him with like, it's not a, a, a wins over replacement thing. Like Denny and Rui, if healthy are still not capable of replicating on this roster, what Kuzma brings for you. Like if you lose him, it's not as simple as like, give them more minutes and you'll get the same production. They rely on him so heavily to create for others and the playmaking and honestly his length and rebounding and things like that too, that those guys can't give that to them. So like, do you make yourself worse? It depends. It, no, it depends on what. See, I don't think that they're trade. I don't think that they would trade Kuzma to get draft picks and young players. I think that they trade Kuzma, probably Kuzma and Kispert and something else to try to, to get go a get a bigger yeah. to go get another star. I think that I think that, that that's always been as far as um, a you real know, big trades, And I got Like I said, I, I I like a lot of the trades that Tommy has done. Sure. I think that he's shown that you know he he's into. He's in the consolidating and trading up. Like mm. he, like he. I don't think that you know they're they're they're, they're trading Kuzma to to get you know. I don't like. Let's say Jay Kuzma Crowder in a first round pick. Say, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think that, that. I think that he wants to go get John Collins or something like that. He wants to. He Is wants that even to get an upgrade a, at this point? I mean. From a talent perspective, I think yes, like it, John Collins is a better player than Kuzma. It's been really but bad I'm just, this I'm just year. Throwing, I'm just no, throwing that out there. No, I know. I know. I'm with you. I'm, I totally yeah, understand. Somebody uh, of that nature. Yep. I, I just I don't know who that is though. I guess that's more my point. Is like I don't know who they get that like is a needle moving player for them that fixes enough of these like obvious holes that they have. Can they go get a star point guard? And hope that they can backfill point power forward minutes enough. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as long as they keep. Uh, they keep liking these, these big lineups. I think that you know the 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 next star that I think will be available will be Carl Anthony Towns. Agreed. I think that that's somebody who they could they could probably pony up some stuff and go get. Um, and you know I like I'd, I'd like him here as a fit next to Porzingis. Um, 
you know, like I said, that that's a that's a that's a pipe dream. But yeah, no, like that's I think that at, at this point, like they they have to start thinking outside the box of trying to pull off something like that. If they because if, if they're not thinking like that, then they we're just going to do more of the same. Do you think they ever get to a point where they just say like, all right, this year's kind of a wash. This is a loss. Let's flip some of these guys. Ever, yeah. ever. Yeah, I, ever. I don't think so either. As like, long but- as Ted Leonsis is still the uh, the governor of monumental <laughs> sports. No, I don't think that that's a possibility. I think that, you know, this all starts from the top. And I think that, you know, the edict has always been to make the playoffs. Like if Ted gets those you know, two or three playoff gates. I think that he thought he's going to think it was a successful year. Uh, that's the exact answer I was hoping you would say, because it allows me the opportunity to do a shameless plug for our new t-shirts. They say, we will never ever. And then there's a picture of a tank because that is the Ted quote for, we will never ever tank. So if anyone wants those, they're on the believe website. Uh, you can go get those and you can lean all into the fact that the wizards are just going to do what they do and continue toward, uh, I don't know, the nine seed. If, uh, if all things break, yeah, best case I mean, scenario. Matt, man, like you, you, you brought up something like, like if this team doesn't make the play in, like that will be a a a level of disappointment that I I, I don't think that anybody is prepared for at this point at this moment. Um, and if you if you had to say, I mean, with the way that they're playing right now, like that is a full possibility. Like they're they're they're. they're there very well may be 10 teams that are better than the Wizards in the East. Yeah, I, I totally think there are. I mean, whether or not their health will work out, like they're almost going to have to bank on like other teams bottoming out because of injuries and, and people like Chicago or New York or whoever just like punting on the season because that's that's who they're going to be competing with. And, and those teams are probably better on, on paper at this point. Like it, it's just, it's, it's sad, but but it's kind of true. Like this this team is not, what we thought it would be. I'm an idiot, I think, because I really thought that the bench and the depth on this team would be a strength. And so far they're non-existent. Like I did not expect Troy, Troy, I did not expect Will Barton to totally just disappear and turn into like the corpse of Will Barton. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting that either, but you know, these are the cars that we've been dealt with. And so you know, I think that you know, but we unless Jordan Goodwin like like transitions and turns into <laughs> you know the next coming of Jose Alvarado, who's who's actually looking like a, a bona fide star now. Yeah. Saw him drop thirty eight points tonight, uh, which is wild. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely wild, but yeah, it must be nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're Tommy, you got to find more of those guys. Like that's your only hope to even out. Like, we talked about this the last time, even out some of your draft record, and, and you need one of those guys to turn into something. Whether it's Kispert, you need. Actually, now that Beal might be hurt, I wonder if we just see like. Will Barton get like 35 minutes a game in hopes that they can like something will click and he'll recoup some value and they can feature him enough to like maybe convince another team that if a change of scenery is enough to get something for him. I, I don't know. Playing Will Barton 35 minutes a game is a version of stealth taking. Has it even that stealthy at that point? Like <laughs> <laughs> that's like, it's actually yeah, it's like it's not even that stealth. It's like really obvious. Uh Troy, you got anything else before we get out of here? I, I think I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not as mad as I thought I would be, to be honest with you. It's just sort yeah. of like, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm like a, a failed parent, but also a failed child. It's, I don't know. It's just the, the whole thing is just disappointing. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I think that, you know, this is a very disappointing stretch of, of the Wizards season. And, um, 
you know, it, it's it, it's it, it's not looking good right now as far as you know their options and ability to be able to turn this thing around. Um, one one thing that I am very much looking forward to is the uh, the return of John Wall this mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. You know, I think that you know, yes, he did come back um, when he was with the Rockets, but there weren't any fans in the arena, so it wasn't really like the same. Like this is the first time that you know John will be able to come back, and you know I think that he'll be able to get the the reception that he truly deserves, you know, as a Washington D.C. legend. I mean, hopefully they do. Like I, again, just I had some issues with Wall all the way he played. Like wasn't my favorite player of all time to watch. Some of the eighteen foot step backs, you would drive you crazy every once in a while. But like from the perspective of just like a guy who clearly wanted to be here. Uh, it, yeah. it's, it's just night and day when you watch what, and what clearly wanted now. to win right. and actually knew and actually had a formula of how to win. Sure. Like, yeah, John, John had a formula. He's like, yo, to get to get 15 seconds left. I'm going to dribble the ball in the paint. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to jump on me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pass it to somebody open right. and they can hit an open shot. Boom. Yep. That's a, we had a formula winning formula. It worked. Yeah. It worked enough, right? You it know, worked like enough. it worked enough. It worked <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, that when you when you compare the two, I, I wonder what if Brad even feels. I was gonna say, I wonder what Brad feels like. I don't know if he ever thinks about these things, but like just that you see the love that Wall gets from fans for the most part now. It's like if you're Beal, is it just like oh, I'll never get that, or like I does he even give a shit? I I don't know. It just if it were yeah, me, I saw, I saw your tweet from earlier where you said you saw more Thomas Bryant Lakers jerseys than Bill Wizards jerseys. And I, I have to say that I agree. <laughs> there were there were a lot of Thomas Bryant jerseys there tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Um, yeah, for for people that uh, think I'm an idiot, I I understand that the number twenty four and the number eight Bryant jerseys for the Lakers are not Thomas Bryant; they're a different Bryant. Uh, but I got multiple DMs from people letting me know that that was the case. So I I do appreciate that. I am familiar familiar with Kobe's work. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, Troy, just, just the next couple of games here, they've got the bulls on Wednesday who need this game. Chicago like needs that game. You've got the Pacers on Friday and that's proven to be a tough matchup for them so far this year. And then you've got a motivated Clippers team coming in here on Saturday and the Brooklyn nets again on Monday. Like they could very easily go. Oh, and four of those games. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that makes you 11 and 17 at that point. Yeah, you might be canceling Christmas by that point. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. I think. I think uh, we we have to see what um, Bradley Bill's hamstring injury looks like. And so, you know, if 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 he's able to go, I I I I'd give them two of those victories. I mean, you almost need that if you're them. You got to like break even on that stretch and and keep yeah. like your head above water for yeah. the most part. Yeah, if they go one and three or zero for four, like it could get, it could start to get ugly really quickly around here. The Bulls are also struggling. They're nine and fourteen overall, three of their last seven. So, like I said, they really need this one, but that's probably the easiest one to win on paper of yeah. that of those group of teams. Yeah, we. I mean, we could we could we, we could put the Bulls on a on a fast track towards the Wimbenyama sweepstakes. <laughs> let's, let's help them out. Let's let us do you a favor, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> help uh, us help you. <laughs> For anybody interested on Friday, uh, me and some other Wizards fans who regular or frequent this bar will be going to the Blackguard in uh, D.C. Uh, Friday evening and, and watching some of the uh, Pacers game in place of our Capital City Go-Go night. So if anybody is interested in that, please feel free to join us. It's just 
a nice place to hang out. So uh, I think that's the plan. You don't have to pay for tickets. Uh, you can come watch the game, buy a drink, get some food, hang out with other people interested in the team as well. We'll do a more structured meetup and stuff like that in the future at another local establishment. And, uh, you know, we'll give money back to small local businesses as opposed to giving more money to Ted Leonsis, who clearly doesn't need any more money. Uh, Troy, I think that's all I got for us here. Anything else? Yeah, no, no, no. That's good. I think uh, it, look, I think that we're both in a in a much more solid uh, place than we were before we started recording this podcast. Agreed. And, you know. I think I think I think that uh, I'm 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 content with where the Wizards are right now. You know, I, I think that things are starting to reveal themselves, and 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 and, and every, everything happens for a reason. And so I'm I'm just I'm just trying to be a little more uh, positive and existential about where we are in, in Wizards fandom. <laughs> Here's my only positive: that this season will not go well, and Beal will break the scoring record for the franchise, and in the off season we'll say. Hey, I've got my accolade. I'm out. Deuces. Uh, this is great. I loved it here. You'll always hey. be remembered. You'll retire my jersey someday. I'll get offered a front office position, but I got to go win somewhere. I can't win here. The organization can spin it if their PR people will get their heads out of their asses and say, um, you know, this is a positive for us too. We're going to free Brad. We're going to let Brad win and, and we're going to transition in the next stage of things. You know, Tommy likes to spin stuff and make excuses. So this will be a great opportunity for him to sugarcoat that about doing Brad a solid for all his good years. Like that's best case scenario for all parties is that they could mutually part ways in the offseason. So that that's my positivity. That's what I'm hoping for. And, uh, you know, we'll just see if that comes to fruition or not. Hey, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna roll with that then, Matt. <laughs> all right. Uh, Troy, thank you again for the time. As always, folks, uh, check out Troy's work. Got a Substack stack going. I will put the um, the link in the episode description again. Great content. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Believe in Wizards. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We are presented by betonline.ag and we will catch you next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save